into the deep end And get back what's gone round And you've been keeping Down the aisles between the rows Podcast, your boys Matt, Brian, and uh, we got a movie for you guys that I actually have never seen before. No, you yeah, believe it or not, Matt Taylor, me doing a movie on the Movie Mayhem podcast. He's never seen that I've never seen, and it's a bit of a radical movie, a bit of a <laughs> slightly political movie, yeah, very slightly. Yeah. Uh, Pleasantville 1998, starring Pleasantville. Tobey Maguire, Reese Witherspoon, Joan Jonah. Allen, William H. Macy, Jeff Brid- Daniels, Jeff Daniels, not Bridges. Um, and, oh, cameo of the, not a cameo, but. And a young, fresh-faced. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Snaggletooth. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, like Tom Cruise in the original Top Gun. This like, is, this <laughs> is bad. Toby pre-Spider-Man. Yeah. Reese pre, I guess, Legally Blonde slash Sweet Home Alabama, wherever she really took off. Uh, I know she was she was acting, like, early in the 90s. And she was already Reese Witherspoon when Legally Blonde came out. Right. So, maybe... Yeah, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know, but that said, Toby Maguire wasn't nobody when no Spider-Man Toby, came Toby's out. been doing stuff for a while, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah, this was a this kind of one of those movies where we didn't know, have a plan going in, especially after last week of picking the birdcage where we had like a lot of deliberation, a lot of to deliberation get there. to get there. Yeah, but this one was like oh, between it was between Pleasantville and the Truman Show, mm-hmm. which like and now that you say it, yes, two very similar concepts. <laughs> That's what, wait, wait, what? Oh, yeah, they both involve, like, people living in, real people living in TV shows. No, I, that's the only concept that they have together. Yes. And <laughs> it's the only similar thing. That's a major concept of the movie, though. I know, it is. But it's also, like, have you seen, you've seen the Truman Show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Thematically. Well, yes, um. No, di- completely different. But, yeah, uh, I was like, okay, well, you suggested Pleasantville. That's cool. Truman shows this. You pick. You pick Pleasantville. We watch Pleasantville. Okay. And, uh... Just apologies for the... If you hear snifflings, I just got a bloody nose. Yeah. No, for no reason. But it's color. It's color. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you Speaking changed, of... You changed. You found your passion. I found it. Yeah. It's bleeding from the nose. Is it like a dry... No, uh, I don't know. Dryness <sighs> thing? Who fucking knows? I'm dying, man. Yeah, you could be having an aneurysm could right be. now because of all this beautiful scenery that we get that we get to, <laughs> to watch. When's the last time you had a nosebleed? Like all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, no, yeah, I have. It happens a lot when like the changing of the weather and like the humidity is too high or like it's too dry out or. So you're either depressed in the winter or like bleeding, bleeding out in <laughs> the summer. <laughs> this is why I can't be. Or happy. At least in a good mood. <laughs> The sun's out. Everything's sunny. I'm bleeding all over the place. <laughs> I can't wear white light shirts because you'll see the blood stains. Yeah, be... <laughs> oh, did you get into a fight? No. No, not today. I sneeze too hard. <laughs> well, we'll pinch those blood vessels, baby, because we're going. <laughs> we're going back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So Pleasantville. Yeah. 1998, huh? It starts off very 1998. So 90s. Yeah. With uh, Reese Witherspoon being kind of like a burnout uh, 
high school student. Yeah. You know, just interested in getting laid, high school kids. You know. And Tobey Maguire, that's not really even, like, on the radar for him because he's just a social outcast. You, you There was going to be no way you looked at Tobey Maguire and go, this is the cool guy. Yeah, he's a loser. He's a bit of a loser. He's yeah. a loser in any generation. Correct. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and uh, as a loser, he's memorized every, like, detail from this 1950s sitcom. Right. And they're holding like a, a competition where they're running a marathon, and you gotta call in. They're gonna ask you some of these trivia questions. If you can get them right, you'll get a thousand bucks. And I think they they let you stay in like an actual Pleasantville they, in the they, country. They, or yeah, like the that. joke is that like because the way that the the commercial goes, like if you win. They'll send you to a Pleasantville in any of these states, and it's you see it just pop up at all fifty states, yeah. so they could just send you to the one Anywhere, in your hometown. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 just like Springfield and The Simpsons, where it's mm-hmm. like it's not a set state, so they they'll make a joke about it, where it's like, oh, like I think one of the episodes is like you could the four corners of Springfield, where it's like uh, Kentucky, New Jersey, Arizona, <laughs> and Alaska, it's like. So it's like all these like different like things where you can't really place it, and right. I think taking it out of because you could tell it's they're in California because it's an outside school like the, the Springfield. No, no. Oh, oh, okay. oh. The the movie when it starts. Right. I apologize. Pleasantville. Sorry. But yeah, you could tell like they're outside like in or they're they're like in a, a very nice area where it's, yeah. it's it's like warm and it's like even the the home like the that suburban like track out like mm-hmm. uh, like it's all the same house just like. Uh, that's like very west coasty. Yeah. Uh, not like us here in the east coast where it's just a couple houses every block. They yeah. Don't look the same. No. They all look Everyone the same. had a different vision. Um, or like the one guy that created Mr. Yeah. Levitt. Yeah, Levitt, Levitt, yeah. Levittown. Levittown. Yeah. Um, Old Joe Jones Beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jones. Jones. Yeah. Jones Beach. It's my beach. Um, but yeah, so dude's not having the grass, the best life, right. you know, mom's... Divor- yeah, divorced parents. Yeah, mom's trying to live her life. Yeah, you know, sister. Get out there. Hey, his twin sister, you know, kind of hates him because he's a loser. Right. Um, and like I said, she's just trying to get laid. She's so, just, she, yeah, she's enjoy like, they're both kind of living the, the high school experience split into two. Yeah. Where he's a nerd obsessed with a TV show while she's maybe trying too hard to produ- uh, portray an image. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, they end up fighting over the TV, breaking the remote. A weird old guy comes in, gives them a fancy sci-fi played by remote. Da, played by Don Knotts. Don Knotts, who was in the Andy Griffith Show and Three's Company. And Rest in peace, you know. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. well dead. He died right after this movie was made. So <laughs> yeah. you just saw how it did in the box office, and it killed him. Cool. And uh, oh boy. <laughs> And uh, and it teleports them into the '50s sitcom that Toby McGuire um, had memorized yep. as you know the brother and sister of this of the starring like nuclear family. Bud and Mary Sue. Yeah, and uh, you know it's interesting because how how the like so at first you would think the movie is going to be about his sister trying to. Uh, Jennifer trying to like change things because that's immediately what she's just like. Right. Look, I don't care that these guys are all like freaking losers. Mm-hmm. I want to do what I want to do whatever I want, right? Which is what I do in the real world, and you know I want to you know get laid. You know, freaking that's pretty much do, her only. Do you motivation. think she was trying to do that to like get attention because? So she, you didn't. We never really got to see any interactions between her and her mom, but mm-hmm. like the vibe that I got is that she was 
the reason why she was trying to cause so much chaos in this in Pleasantville was that she wanted attention. But then everyone's like, oh, no, you're really fucking cool. Mm. We're going to give you all the attention you want. And she's like, well, maybe I just want to read some books. He's like, oh, man, you guys like me? That's lame. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, I... <laughs> Like, I finally got what I wanted. Like, yeah, yeah. I what mean, is it, what, oh, in, in Soul, it's like where the guy, uh, I forgot what the... Oh, it's your spark or something like that? No, no, it's like he he wanted to see the world, but he, he saw oh, the, ocean, like, I, saw I the think, ocean was like, that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, um, right, right. So she, so she immediately, you know, while being like, look, I'm not wearing these stupid outfits. I'm not right. going to this stupid school. Get me out of here. Right. You suck. And then she meets Paul Walker, right. which he pulls up not only in the fast se- in the Furious Seven pose, right, with the freaking hand on the steering wheel, looking out the side like he's staring at Vin Diesel. Right. And so the best. I think I was just gonna let you leave without saying goodbye. That's pretty much what he said. The, and, yo. The, the best is is that I've seen this movie a bunch of times, obviously. And I knew Paul Walker was in it, yeah. but I did not say that to Matt at all. Uh, like intentionally, <laughs> intentionally, <laughs> because like a young Paul, a Walker. young Paul Walker, like two years before Fast and Furious. Yeah. So he's a, he's a very scrawny man with a big head, but like the swoon <laughs> between Reese Witherspoon and you is like it was. Like, <laughs> we it was both a, you swooned, swooned on Paul stereo. Walker at the same time. <laughs> Cause it like it legit caught you off guard. Too. Yeah, like, the same way it caught. <laughs> oh no, you're yep. right. Nope, it's the funniest shit I think I've seen. In a while. <laughs> and at the same time that she goes, you know what? I, let's stick around in Pleasantville. I'm just like, yep. you know what? Let's give this movie a chance. Yeah, exactly. Because at that moment, you're like, I don't get how this works. The logic doesn't make any sense. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh man, that's yeah. the funny shit. Damn, you're 100% right. I yeah. even realized I did that in stereo. <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. Um, yeah, so she decides to play along briefly. Right. And again, this is what I'm thinking like the movie's going to be about. It's mm-hmm. going to be about him, like, you know, because he's a pro at how this world works. So he's going to be like kind of cutting, like, cutting corners and like. I would think, finding, right? Finding, like, you know, like even like what he said when he, uh, when, uh, his girlfriend, um, Margaret, is like, oh, no, these cookies are for Whitey. No, thanks. Yeah. And he, and she's like, no, no, no. Because he, he doesn't want things to change. He Toby doesn't want things to change while Reese uh, reloads them. Yeah, because he loves Pleasantville. It's a right. show that he's watched, you know, for so long and every detail of it. And, and, it, and he's probably rightly concerned about the ramifications of messing with this, like, ecosystem. At first. Have. At first. At first. But at the same time... He's so I'm thinking like he's gonna like be scolding uh, Jennifer mm. because she comes in she doesn't give a shit about this show. Right. She sees Paul Walker. She wants to smash Paul Walker. It's just natural, right? right to want to smash Paul Walker. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> and doing that introduces these ideas that were not around in this. Not only were they not around the 1950s, but because pockets ain't empty, cuz. But because they weren't. They weren't present in the 1950s. Right. These characters from this 1950s show have no idea what it is. Right. Things like sex or or inclement weather or anger or anything. They no, just yeah, and, and no it idea. is it is a lot of like them kind of like it is a Back to the Future like thing where it's like oh oh it's a it's a classic oh it's the first time we ever seen it. it's like oh well it's a you know yeah so it's, it's, it's a classic it's like, got that like future man's fish prop, out of water yeah, fish out of, of water kind right. of thing. But with the uh, what I think is kind of great is that like 
Toby will do things to kind of his focus is so hard on his sister trying not to fuck things up that he out of just like exhaustion just goes do things on your own right he's the, yeah. yeah he causes the most problems exactly like like his boss at the diner yeah Mr. Johnson yeah played by De, by Jeff, Jeff Daniels um, so they have their the own most whip. spiciest of whip, of uh, miracle whips yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so he like his character the character that of Bud that that Toby McGuire is placed into works for Jeff Daniels's character and. In the show, they have a routine of doing things. Like, he puts the bun on the bread, and then Jeff Daniels puts the lettuce on the bread. Or right. he comes... Like, Jeff Daniels wipes down the counter, then Bud comes in and... Puts and napkins down. Right. Yeah. And it's just, like, how you imagine things would happen on an episode of a show right. in, in routine. But because he's so busy getting... You know, Mary Sue ready for her for the date. He shows up late, and if that throws having Jeff a, Daniels out of work. If you're having a problem, if you're a younger listener, I don't know how, but uh, if you're a younger listener and you're trying to like picture this in your mind, and you haven't watched it, and if you've seen the Rick and Morty episode when they're trapped inside of like a an simulation, uh, oh, the 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 life of uh, then it's like my man, and yeah, it's like the mailman. Oh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's a constant yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, the yeah. same thing that has to go over and over again. But this is like. It turns out there's more sentience to this now yeah. because they're now interacting and now the world is building tracks as it's going along. Right. So it doesn't just glitch when it says, my man. Right. When he doesn't show up to for him to stop wiping the counter, you'll keep wiping the counter it, until yeah. Toby was like, you don't have to do that anymore. And then he introduces these ideas into yeah. these people, into these characters that, you know, had no idea that these options were available. Right. Right? And that slowly spirals and blossoms into the real theme of this movie. Yep. Um, which is sort Racism, of... Em- no. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, but, like, more like embracing change Embr- and, yeah. and passion yeah. to uh, in exchange for remaining pleasant. Yes. Your, uh, the status quo can be changed. Yeah to the status quo at the end of it anyway. Yeah, yeah well, right, exactly. Because yeah. at the end of the day, they still seem pretty pleasant. Yeah, but um, seems even more pleasant now. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's sort of, uh, you mentioned like racism. Mm-hmm. as like, not uh, like Well, a, they kind of mention it. They mention it pretty, <laughs> yeah. The subtlety goes out the window after a while. Right. Yeah. Like, they weren't like heavy, it was very heavy-handed, but it wasn't like a central theme. Yeah. You know, I think the central theme was more about embracing change, embracing passion. Yeah. Um, like searching inside and being being true to yourself. I also like the that they did the whole um, when people think they have the moral right, when mm-hmm. they're on the moral right side, their actions aren't deemed as vile and or reprehensive. Mm-hmm. So they'll have like like a, a fucking guy throw rocks through a, a window and trash a, a soda shop, and then harass like women and shit where they think like oh well they're just because they're following the moral code mm-hmm. they're obviously right for doing that when right. they're wrong then this they won't they're being so hypocritical mm-hmm. that it's it, it is a it is a theme that is um pretty current yeah. <laughs> it has not gone anywhere yeah it, it, yeah it's no exaggeration to say that there are themes in this movie that are still present. And you would and have that, thought, I, in I 1998, that, yeah. we would have been like, oh, we should have had that handled by now. I mentioned that before we watched. Like, watch, there's going to be, like, some themes that are brought up here that were true to those times that we still haven't done anything about. Right. And that's exactly, like, yep. what it is. 
Um, although to be fair, a lot of these the themes are a little bit are, are a little like general. You know, they're they're not. It's, it's not a, very specific. It's so. spoonful of sugar. Uh, you know, class warfare. Kind of, yeah. but it's like, yeah, you're talking about like okay, people don't embrace change. Mm-hmm. That's general enough that it it would be true no matter when or where you place it. Right. That there are going to be some people that embrace change, usually younger people, usually disenfranchised people, and there's going to be people that don't embrace change, like older people, more socially established people, yeah. like white men. Yeah. Right. right. The older white men tend to be. The, the in this movie yeah the social and economic class yeah so the, the, if you look the, at it it's it's yeah. mostly like older white men older or, like, or like more conventionally established white men like yeah. like athletes and like yeah like in the movie at least in the 1950s right. if you're like the captain of the basketball team or you're like you know the yeah. mayor or you're like the yeah exactly like look at let's take the mayor character for example yeah. where he'll come in to a barber shop with the fucking highest top fade yo. <laughs> <laughs> and then whatever's going on on the side, he, he, I'd fire he, that barber real quick. He had the uh, the buzz from Home Alone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, like, uh, as is, like, a show of respect, the, one of the guys in the, the chair kind of stands up. And he's like, oh, I can never take your place. And then sits down and yeah. immediately takes his place because yeah. that's his unchecked, like, power and privilege. Right. Uh, compared to, like, you look at William H. Macy, who's just, I guess, dogged on the whole movie. Yo. <laughs> that poor man. Like, you... <laughs> <laughs> no one took L's like William H. Macy yeah, in this he's, movie. Like, because he's the thing, like, he's, I guess he represents kind of, like, a man that is open to suggestion, mm. where he, like, at first, because he's scared and he's, you know, his whole worldview has been rocked, where he's been manipulated into one way, and then if you think about it, like, and then at, by the end, he's like, well, no, it's not what I really feel. Because, I mean, he does disappear at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, literally. He ceases to exist. <laughs> he ceases to he yeah. erases from existence. Yeah. But it's... He kind of... I think he re- does represent the the scared and un- unintelligent mm. person who gets kind of lost in uh, a charismatic leader. Yeah, like, he's not a bad... He doesn't start as a bad person, but right. he's very comfortable with the way things are set up. Yes. And n- new ideas that would change things... And maybe make things a little less convenient for him. He's not for that. He's against change. So he when just... somebody comes to tell him, so like you said, a charismatic leader comes to tell him, like, well, look, things don't have to change. You can mm-hmm. keep them the same, but people who want it to change have to become our enemies. Right. Well, then he's gonna he's gonna lean into that, even though that's not really the core of his problem. All he wants is his dinner. Right. That's it. The problem, yeah. Uh, or no, uh, what he really wanted was his wife. Right. Right? The love of his wife. And that, and he's used to that being expressed through him, her cooking him dinner, being there when he gets home. Right. You know, in this position of power that he has over her. Not admitted, not intentionally, that's just the way things are set I, up. Yeah, yeah. it's the, general, the gender roles of the time. Like, yeah. He's the man, he goes to work, and then she's the wife, she stays home and takes care of the house, takes care of the kids. Right, and, and that, it, he, didn't, he, he didn't come up with that rule, he didn't enforce that just, rule, but it's the rule that he's benefiting from. Right. Right? And so, now that she gains that, this idea of her having her own agency, her own expression, doing things that she actually likes to do, when that becomes introduced... And that kind of... Collides with his with his routine, right? And taking us on that fucking journey of self agency, yeah. By far, I think Matt's new favorite actress, dude. She <laughs> was incredible. 
Like, I don't think I don't think you you know who Joan Allen is, but I don't think you've really seen Joan Allen like. I think you're work. right. I think you're right, or at least like at an age where I could really appreciate it. Right, because if you yeah. saw the Born Identity, and she that's was, not really she, exactly. Yeah. She's not really showing anything. It's not gonna yeah exactly. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's it. But in this movie, it's like every scene she's on, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I just felt for her every time. Right, because she she portrays this, and we we have brought it up before, where like we we called like. The, the fleshy woman hashtag. She really which is. Which we haven't brought up yeah. in a while. In a long time. Because I've been waiting. I've <laughs> <laughs> been holding them back. But I am a white man by a chance. What, what, what is it actually? Like a Bechtel test or a something? Be- the Bechtel test is if two female characters have a conversation on screen that is not about a man. Mm-hmm. The, but I think our... Uh, we're, and we're better because we're men and we say... <laughs> yeah. No, well, like, like, yeah. it's... Well, honestly, this well, is like... Yeah. it's. We, she started out as this character that if if stayed straight through would not have been anything but she in her, like growing at the time she became super fleshed out and super yeah. like kind of like multiple dimensional and really cool at the end when she finds out her son is an yeah, extra dimensional being yeah being yeah yeah Oof. it's like you know what I figured I figured it out yeah, yeah right it's like well hey you, you put a you put a coat on mm. when you head back there it gets cold no wonder why you were good at makeup Toby yeah Let's get right back out there <laughs> Yeah, man. And, and she's an example of, like, what I really liked about this movie, which was not really the main characters. Like, they were serviceable. They were fine. But really, like, seeing, like, how little changes um, and little ideas, like, blossomed into, like, big changes for the small characters. The main characters are the pebble you throw into a lake. Well, these are the ripples. The, right. So, like, Joan Allen, uh, Jeff Daniels yeah. are two of, like the big side characters who have these tremendous like growing experiences yeah. where Joan Allen becomes herself and Jeff Daniels like I'm just gonna paint right nakedly right he finds his passion as a pervert yeah, right. and she finds her her passion as a freak yep yep she's just out there and and yeah exactly like Jeff Daniels finds his passion in painting because he he says it's like you know I always am excited when Christmas comes around yeah but why am I waiting for one moment? Right, why not to do what I actually do like. Do what I actually like. Why yeah. not go for it every time? And Toby's like, just make a cheeseburger, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool because he's one of the last ones to change because he's one of the last ones to fully embrace well, that idea. What his, what he's, I guess, his change, because everyone has like a changing moment. Yeah. Where some people, like uh, Reese Witherspoon brought it up and she's like, she's like had more sex, she's been more outgoing, she's, you know, done more things than every other person there, but that's not what she had to grow from. Right. Like, she was doing that, she would have done that in the outside world. Mm-hmm. What made her, oh, by the way, yeah, this movie's, like... Almost, it's like 25 years old. It's over, no, it's younger than, it's 98, so... 20, 25 years 25, old. 25, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know, man. No, I think it's like 24. 24, 26, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, 23. So, yeah, it's older. It's It can vote, so... Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just going to spoil That's, it. like, the, a good rule of thumb, actually, if, if this movie can vote. Yeah. If it could buy If it, it can own an assault rifle. If it can own a gun in Florida. <laughs> so, two years old, it's good to go. <laughs> just came out, you can get... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... What Reese Witherspoon's growing and, like, turning moment was that she had to take herself seriously. Mm. She had to take, you know becoming more mature more like intelligent like putting forth like putting herself first that's what changed her and then Toby's was standing up for him because he was he never really was it like a coward never really was cowardly no but he was more like sheepish yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Um, you Maybe know what just I punching find... a guy named Whitey just changes you. Yeah, <laughs> just punching Whitey's will do punching that. Punching Whitey's just knocking him out. <laughs> what I what I found interesting about Reese Witherspoon's transformation was that it was the opposite of the transformation that she inspired in her in the mom and Betty. Okay. Where like Betty's transformation really happened because because her daughter taught her how to masturbate. Yeah. Right. And uh, and and she masturbated so hard a tree got set on fire. <laughs> Right, that was a <laughs> big turning point in the movie. Like I said, Joan Allen's changing the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, if anyone could do it, it's her. It's her, yeah. But, um, but yeah, but that actually was a big turning point in the movie, actually. No, yeah, because yeah. it it is like because it wasn't that she was because it, it it was a talk between mo- technically mother and daughter, and it yeah. wasn't like she was trying to like, like and maybe other situations like she was like oh you shouldn't be doing it like she's like trying to repress her daughter she, she actually like, just wanted to know like what's going on over yeah. there and it's like oh i have no idea what the fuck this is because you know what it is in the 50s like those tough conversations weren't really part of that script right so she wasn't she wouldn't be thinking to admonish them necessarily because you know mary sue never did anything wrong right because it was a pleasant show but for but for this you know she hears about these things that these kids are doing Right, and she's actually curious to know more. Yeah, and they never had a very special episode back in Pleasant. No, they didn't have one of those Birds and Bees episodes. Um, and but if you, but it's cool. It's cool, but it's also kind of trippy that these people are like living these robotic lives, but they're like fully functioning people underneath that. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of like horrible. I feel like kind of sad because also they don't really think about their existence. Like, how could they not know what sex is and yet still have kids? Right, and then like, because I don't, I don't think that that like universal like sheet was lifted like wait a minute well they have no toilets right they have no so, exactly they have no toilets they yeah. make every also like that's the craziest thing because they don't know what's outside of Pleasantville but yet they their basketball team plays another team the visitor team yeah visitor team. In. yeah how or do they play against like what's going on what's going on so oh, like they don't have bathrooms but look how much she feeds her kids right oh boy that's what's like going a, on? that's like a whole like segment to itself the breakfast yeah but uh, which was looked absolutely delicious. I mean, even in black and white. Yeah, you can't you can't hide the goodness of breakfast. Yeah, it's like wow, this is why Americans die early. Look at that. I mean, amongst other things. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Um, but, well, yeah. It, it, and so it's cool because she, by learning about sex, and she learns about kind of like, that was sort of like the first thing, or I guess masturbation. Because remember, she goes like, oh, I don't think. Yeah, you. I don't think your father would, would do that yeah. kind of thing. Like, damn, way to shit on William H. Macy. What a fucking square. Guy's taking... I'm telling you. Yo. You need it. William L. Macy. (laughs) But, uh... But... It's poor best. It took, like, a a year... Like, years worth of L's. Yeah. Fucking... Pleasantville. Boogie Nights. Like, you just... (laughs) Like, Fargo. Just keep looking at... Fargo, too! Just keep looking at his fucking career. Like, who keeps hiring this man to be a goober? But anyway, it's that fucking square head of his, man. Yeah, right. It is. He's it an American is. treasure. And the oh, eyes, and the, the eyes, eyes, the big old, Those like, big old dopey eyes. Yeah, he looks um, like a grown-up robot boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if Bob's oh, Burgers, god. like uh, sorry, Bob's Big Boys mascot grew sentience. That'd be fucking. Weird. Bob's Big Boys mascot. Oh my god, I, I think they went out of way out of business before you even came. Oh, around. maybe, maybe, but um, no, but yeah, her, her. You know, getting the shower head um, ended up, like, showing... It, I guess it gave her, like, oh, that, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing um, from Austin Powers. Yes, yes, yes. Now I remember. Um, 
or now I'm familiar. I don't yeah. know if I actually have ever been to a diner that had that boy on it. It was like a buffet. It was like yeah, I don't think I've ever yeah. actually been to something like that. But yes, I'm familiar with it. Um, but yeah, like that kind of gave, she kind of gave her mom like the agency mm-hmm. to think like, okay, well maybe there's happiness that I can be deriving from myself right. that is not tied to, you know, just serving my family right. or like, serving my husband, you know? Yeah. And that I, those ideas of like, of passion and enjoyment on her own, right, was something that she uh, kind of shut down for her in this role, mm-hmm. and so she started gaining her color. Right. Whereas her daughter uh, was, was having plenty of sex, but none of it was really, like you said, maybe part of it was for attention, maybe part of it was for social standing, right. maybe part of it was, you know, just lustful, but, like, right. it wasn't really what she... What she inner like the innermost of her desired, I think a lot of it was like what she thought she should want at right. that age, and then, or at least in the situation she was in, and then when she started actually reading those books that came in, she was like, you know what, this stuff actually, I enjoy this a lot more. Right. This gave her it gave her a lot more internal pressure pleasure, and b- before she was like, look, my brother's a fucking nerd. I don't want to ever be anything like that. She's kind of letting those social roles yeah. stop her. From where, giving it a chance, where they actually kind of split, where he became the more outspoken and right, more outgoing she became one more in, 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 introspective, yeah. and so she started giving these things a chance that, in society, with the society that she's from, she never would because no. oh, you're a nerd if you do that, yeah. and she discovered that she really liked it, and that's when she got her color and lost her eyesight, <laughs> and lost yeah, and lost Paul Walker, <laughs> <And> lost, uh, <laughs> which yeah, and he biggest mistake that yeah. she could have made. Well, no, he didn't change. He, he, he didn't change, change at all because he was he his. He was selfish. Everything he like, he yeah. wanted. But what know. about what about my balls? Is it, is it supposed to do I'm, that thing? Are we supposed to have sex? I don't know. If I had sex with with uh, with Reese Witherspoon, I, I might be, have found I'd some be, passion. I would have been changing some things. Yeah, I'd be like, I've got to be a better man. I would look inside, like, you know, right? Um, but yeah, so it's it's, but and and then you know going into Jeff Dan and then she starts exploring her sexuality even more by having an affair right. and by you know being becoming a nude model and stuff and that brings her a lot of happiness yeah you know i think it's just her being like viewed as a desirable figure instead of as someone who's um kept yeah and it's, it's so, not that she doesn't love her family she just, does but she just wants to love someone to love her more yeah yeah that's yeah. fine that's that's good you that's can good. you can have responsibilities as you know, uh, to your family, mm-hmm. and also have your own passions and interests that, and they should both be, you know, equally th- respected. Yeah, exactly. We're with you, ladies. Because we're allies. We're allies. It's June, baby. We're a- it's still June. But who knows? After a glance, oh, that's mm-hmm. true. That's, that, who knows? That's true. I mean, by the time saying. this comes out, no, uh, <laughs> things like, may change oh, already. Boy. But, but yeah, no. Um, so it actually is a very pro-choice movie. No, yeah, this movie is a like it, it is a thousand percent socially aware yeah. of like especially things and in the nineties like like was was Birdcage we did Birdcage that was in ninety six yeah this is two years after Birdcage yeah. so it's it's not like saying that that's the theme of the month nineties woke movies nineties woke movies nineties LGBTQ plus woke movies Joan Allen's awareness movies no but yeah I, mean, I would watch it I'd do a Joan Allen month <laughs> Joan annual Joan, Joan Allenuary annual. Mm. No, we'll workshop it. Anyway, go on. Yeah, January. <laughs> January. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it, it it is taking like these ideas that you know because you think going back into the fifties, like okay, you're like yeah, there there would be a a mob of people being angry at at people being different. Yeah, there's still that going on. 
Right, that like, hasn't that changed, hasn't changed. Unfortunately, and like even with like, uh, in the with the birdcage where we we watched it, it's like when people saw like oh, gay people ha- are and a family unit aren't ta- being taken like serious as like as a family, that is also still going yeah, on it's still too. Yeah. So like, um, why are we failing so hard? <laughs> These tests aren't that hard. Yeah. Why are we failing? Well, because I think there's always going to be. The older black and white. A big folks. Bob in the way? Yeah, there's Lord. always gonna be big Bobs. Yeah. And what stopped what stopped what what how they stopped Big Bob in this one, and this is why I think the racial allegory of this movie kind of falls apart. Okay. Right? Um, because throughout the movie there's uh, they say things like, Well, you know, oh well, Whitey's supposed to get those cookies from Margaret, not you. Or like, no colored allowed here, or you know, or they knock or they or they a bunch of like desaturated people smash a, a window and stuff very very reminiscent of like the 1960s like right. civil rights movement right and uh in and on first glance you're thinking like oh well that's very woke of you but when when it gets to like big bob i think to answer your question and to go into my one of my bigger critiques of the movie the the difference is he was able to in to in to the whole point of Tobey Maguire's point, he, his point was that, look, we all have this inside us. It's called passion. Right. It's called our self-identity. And we, the second we step out of our societal roles and embrace these things or step out of the way things have been and embrace these new things is when we can start appreciating those. And Big Bob was like, nah, that's not how it works. This is how things work. This is the status quo. We need. This is how I'm used to. We need to maintain that. Right. Toby ends up winning... By showing him by by that he also has this inside of him, mm-hmm. right? But you know, and showing that look, we're not we're not we're not different. We're the same, right? But the problem is that we're not the same, right? And the problem is you're not gonna you're not gonna get you're not gonna put a basketball in Big Bob's hands and have him like you know dunk it and be like, see, look, you are you know like it's not you're not gonna well it's like what I said during the movie it was like just remember we're all still technically white we're all the still end. white we're and, all still white at the end right <laughs> but in real in, in our real life where right. social issues are with race at the end of the day the old white the old white folks that don't want uh, these things to change are still gonna be the old white folks in power there's no convincing them there's no showing them a mirror and be like look you're actually black right you know there's no there's no like it, it's not because at the end it's like Look, we're colored. You're colored too, right? Right. For them, it's like no. What's different is that now very, at the end you're all the same color again. You're all the same color again, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But you know, you could try to do that that transformation for someone now. But at the end of the day, we're still different colors, you know. And or or I or like you know you I can show you how how happy it is that I'm gay or I'm you know transsexual or whatever. Right. But at the end of the day, if you're not. Right. It's still, still not, that's not going to change. I'm still the one making the call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're still the one making the call. Oh, yeah. So there's even you, you, there's no way of instilling empathy in each other because there's there's no you can't find that common understanding. No. And that's why these social issues still stick with us today because the people who are in power and who have these prejudices and who have these these discriminatory um, you know values there's not a, there's just not a good way to make them change those values. They're stuck in their ways, and there's no amount of emotion you can instill in somebody. Right. I, I think, well, oh. I won't say that, but by, but I don't think everybody is open enough 
right to okay. these new to different ideas to changes on how things should be and they're not vulnerable enough to feel empathy for other people in uh, for things that they have never or can never feel themselves well, I'll tell you what yeah. you wouldn't have got that from a Truman show review <laughs> Well, I didn't get it from this movie either. <laughs> this movie they, made they me... brought it up though. I'm still yeah. saying, but that's that's why I don't like the race. The race. No, yeah, the, I think the, the race because at the end of the day, you're it, all still white, it, and it's almost like a, a, I think it would have been fine if they still kept it subtle because they were yeah. very like they tiptoed around it a little bit in the beginning, right? But then when they were like, all right, blow the doors off this thing. That's when it lost. It it, it, yeah. it does it does reek of like you know white people like we get it. Right. Like, we'll vote for Obama a third term. Right, right. Like that whole thing. And it kind of, like, almost, ex- like... It reeks of desperation. And exoticism. Yeah. And, like, you're, like, you're you're equating, like, race, like, how someone was born, mm. with ideas of, like, cool art and, like, sweet style. Right. And, like, like, oh, you're like the, and the hot, Pablo Picasso yeah, painting. Hot sex, you know? It's, like... <laughs> right. It's, like, these aren't things that, like... You know, and it's like, look, it's cool to like dance this way, you right. know. And it's like, no, like these that's are the, that's the Elvis movie, that right? That's <laughs> what the Elvis movie does, right? And it's like, no, like these are actually just people that are different than you, right? You know? No, yeah, yeah, all right. So all like, right. you can learn their moves, and you can like dress like them, and you you could do all these, adapt all these new behaviors and fun trends, right? But these are still people that are different than you, yeah. You know, and, and if you're and, just you're just wearing if you're just wearing that culture as a costume, you can get your yeah. box braids from the dr, right? <laughs> You can, you, you can get your BBLs, you know, you can, you can buy your fucking low top air forces and wear them to God knows what skate park and get them fucked up. You know, I don't know why they can't respect the, that the white air force has got to stay clean. Am I, I, have I lost you? I'm sorry. No, cause well, I mean, I don't buy shoes that are over $70. No, no, that's not the point. That's okay. not the point. So but, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I lost I'm, you. I'm, I'm sorry. Try, I'm trying to remember which one the Air Forces are and Look. which one the hard tops are because I know the hard tops are like the cheap Air Forces. Yeah. Well, so, Air, like I think I've owned those. Well, the Air Force ones. So Air Force ones, classic New York sneaker. Right. Right. All white. Call them uptowns when they're when they're high. Call them low tops when they're low. No, right. I know. I know that. It's just now they came back recently. Okay. Right. The kids are wearing them again. I got a pair for my sister oh, nice, nice. Uh, for her birthday last year. Right. Okay. And. But what, what was the, the main thing with the all-white high tops, or even the all-white lows, mm. right? You got to keep them clean. Well, you got to keep them pristine. White shoes, you got to keep clean. You got to keep clean. But now that they've kind of researched in popularity, like a lot of people, that, kids that wear them now, get them to have no, does, no interest in keeping them clean. They mm. like, get them dirty, get them like the laces are all messed up, they're scuffed up, they're scratched up, they're like, it, there's no respect. And maybe this is me being the black and white people from, from Pleasantville, but that they're not respecting the, the, tradition. the tradition. You see how this goes both ways? Yeah. It's a slippery road. <laughs> slippery slope. <laughs> but that, Yeah, true. But anyway, I, I've digressed so far with my Air Force One rant. Yeah. Um, I, my, I point, mean, my point is, is that the race... It's also with me with Marvel movies. Like, keep your goddamn mouth shut. Don't clap it there in the middle of this. Respect you know, the cinema. Yeah. Well, although <laughs> we mean, were no. pretty we were pretty hyped I, when Ma- Mr. Fantastic showed up. Yeah, and then it hilariously <laughs> blew up. Oh, yeah. That was I mean, wild. No, I mean, like, not every Marvel movie you have to fucking stand up and cheer it. I know. I mean, just let it sit and... Why did, Aven- why did Avengers... Like, uh, wow. 
It has to be maybe organic, the, too. Maybe, yeah. Maybe this is why we still fail at things, because we just get distracted yeah. by so many, like, other <laughs> by things. By Marvel movies. By Marvel movies. Yes. Get Marvel. No, I'm... But, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, I think it's a good movie. I think, like, some of the central themes of embracing passion and sort of neglecting societal roles to do what you what makes you happy. Well, who do you, you think, know, besides cool. Joan Allen, because we know Joan Allen fucking killed it. Yeah. Who else do you think gave, like, a really good performance? Uh, William H. Macy. William H. Macy, yeah. Yeah. He um, really kind of came in later, too. Yeah. Because it, it did happen, because, like, his character, we kind of forgot about him most of the movie. And that's sort of what and, they're and worried about. Yeah. yeah. People in his position. And, yeah, like, it was, and he's such, like, William H. Macy is such a great actor to, like, conv- also get, like, so much sympathy or mm-hmm. so much, like, I've never... Like a kicked dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got, like, the droopy dog eyes. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I don't know how to cook food. Yeah, exactly. I'm eating olives in a prison cell. <laughs> this is my life now. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, he's great. Uh, I think Tobey Maguire is really... Yeah. Fi- like, he was fine in this. Yeah. I think, because he's also... He has the unfortunate... Uh, role of being our like tour guide through this whole thing where it's like well this is a this is this in Pleasantville but this is this in the other world it's yeah. like it's like okay and he doesn't really get his own time to to become to focus on himself and right. find out what his problems like, are and how they should be fixed I would have liked to see him and his relationship with uh, Margaret fleshed out a little bit more yeah so me too like, oh yeah fucking Whitey sucks bro and like, yeah. it's like alright well I set fire to my house my mom, I, my mom was jacking it in the bathtub and yeah like, right yeah <laughs> I, I thought like one thing you said to that point was when you were like, okay, well, he punched the guy, which was brave, and changed color, but they didn't really show him being like a coward before, right? You know, it was sort of like, yeah, that's what I guess standing up for someone's what you would expect to happen from yeah. a character that sort of fits Toby's role, but they never actually showed that. Like if there was a fight earlier, yeah, like they like maybe like on the basketball team where they were like yeah. talking shit about Mary Sue and he kind of just like walked away, right? Or like something like that showed that the, the conflict is not his strong suit because mm-hmm. we did see him at that time, or even in the real world, if like yeah. someone messed with him and he didn't and he didn't do anything about yeah. it, yeah, because that would have been even better, like even he, better than him fantasizing about that girl that and then she like was talking to Tommy Oliver. That's right. With the I mean, in ninth look in nineteen ninety eight, I will say because I was. In seventh grade at yeah. the time, seventh or eighth grade, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I, I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. No one wore that shit, so that's why I'm saying it's a West Coast thing. That makes sense because Angel Grove is on Angel the West Grove, Coast. Yeah, that's probably where they went to school. They probably yeah. went to Angel Grove. That's really awesome, actually. If that's a shared universe, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make the so Pleasant Bill Power Ranger crossover, right? It would make so much sense with like interdimensional things, yeah. And, like, you that's where Zed. That's where Zed's really from. He's not from like the moon. He's, he's from, from he's like another TV he's show. He's Big Bob. Yo, just coming to the real world. Boy, yo, and that's why his brain is exposed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. His anger became like manifested as a right. real person. He turned red. Yeah, that's why he ran off the screen because it he kept changing. It would have been funny if he had red hair. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been like really good. Mm-hmm. He would have been like anger from. And then people would have been like, "Oh, he's a ginger. Oh, we've been listening to him this whole time." <laughs> but uh, I could say that with my big. Brain. Yeah, with your big bushy red. My beard. big bushy red beard with a one white streak on it. Yeah, it's character. Salt, salt, yeah. For me, it's like salt and pepper. You salt and cayenne pepper. Salt and cayenne pepper. Yeah. Yes, but uh, <laughs> salt and paprika. So spicy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I think if instead of that scene where he's like for trying to talk to the girl, but he's not. Right. It would be a scene where he doesn't stand up for his friend, or a scene where yeah. he gets bullied or something like that, because. 
that then he ends up talking to Margaret, you know, after she gives him the cookies and he gets her cookie, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, and he doesn't change. Yeah, because you could say, like, because these kids are, like, freaking the fuck out because they'd never seen thunder and lightning before and it yeah. starts raining and he's like, that's nah, all good. It was big Sigma chat energy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, like, give him a real test. Right. Like a real test. Right. Real alpha bro test. Yeah, have someone get a fucking allergy attack. What are you doing into, I walk into Pleasantville and talk, t- start talking to your girl. What you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a ridiculous concept. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think... I do think that, yeah, it, it, it is littered with a bunch of, like, those, like, late 90s, like, TV actors and Paul Walker, obviously, and you're just go like, oh, wait a minute, that guy's in it. Mm-hmm. That, that girl's in it. Like, one of the... One of the, her friends it was in on a show. I don't know if you ever saw Psych on USA. Yeah, Park. yeah, yeah. She was Detective Juliet. Really? Was in it. Yeah. Wow, she aged well. Yeah. She, <laughs> because I mean, I don't, I don't really, I. It's, it's kind of a thing where, like, when I looked at those girls, it's like, all right, well, they're clearly like ancillary characters. I, right. So my brain is like not devoting attention to them. Um, but I, I definitely didn't notice that one. Of them really, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Jeff Daniels in this? I, like, see, with Jeff Daniels, it, it is always tough with him because you start thinking, like, oh, he's the guy from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. He's the guy, he's a fucking nerd we ripped on in 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. But he's also, like, a really, like, solid, good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, like if you give him a role in a dramatic thing, he is very present and very, like, whatever he's trying to do, he, he gets it done. Yeah, like I know everyone fucking like lost their nuts when they when he did that uh, show where he's like a political newscaster and he's like, oh, America. Oh sucks. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like the oh. newswire. Yeah, it's like the newsroom. The newsroom. Like, yeah, it's like yo, Jeff Daniels fucking knocks it out of the park. He acts every yeah. time. Yeah, like he does Broadway and shit like nothing. Like it's like I could do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I know this is probably exactly what he wants to hear. Somebody go, yeah, he could knock it out of the park or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, it's tough for me to say. Like, I think he is such a good like. Every man, act, it sounds terrible, like saying like, but he could be any type of person. Oh, gotcha. Like that's yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah. he's he could fit in any role. Like if you want him to be Big Bob, mm-hmm. I think he would. He could have been Big Bob if too. If you want him yeah. to be fucking William H Macy, and William H Macy be the little Mario, been that he could have yeah. done it. That's I think true. That's he, a good point. He portrays, and he, and then yes, like he's this understated man who has like a burning passion in him, mm-hmm. and like. Yeah. That he didn't even realize He yet. didn't even realize, like... This man goes from wiping, like, the fucking being, laminate out of his countertops... He went down to the foundation. Yeah. Which to, is, to blowing Joan Allen's back out and painting her for the world to see. He graffitied a wall. Bless he tagged, up a, he tagged yeah. up a wall with Joan Allen. He became a fucking criminal. Bless his heart. Um, and, and just, like, like the conversation that you, that you mentioned before, where he goes, like, why did... I, I thought it was so silly that I wait every year to do mm. this and, and you know 12 months before I get to do it again right and it, that in itself is like the definition of like fucking passion yeah and like your dreams and, and you know because the dude's flipping burgers not that there's anything wrong with that it's not that there's anything wrong with but that once but if, you're, if it, your passion is flipping burgers yeah that's it flip those burgers baby but if you're if your passion is computer careers at ITT Tech yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then maybe you know maybe flipping burgers a, is not for you. Not for you, and you know, it's cool that uh, again, like the convenience for not only the town but for Toby McGuire, mm. right, of him flipping burgers, was enough for like to, for them to be a lot of dissenting voices for what he really wanted to do. Right. And it was only after um, you know Toby kind of saw how the 
town was changing that he got that art book for yeah for him and now i wonder like okay well what exactly is keeping that diner afloat because this man doesn't cook anymore so he probably sold it where's the income coming from he maybe turned it into an art studio maybe you know maybe like who's paying to look at art I don't know. There's a whole district of it in the city, man. Well, I know, but I mean in plain in Pleasant. Pleasantville. I think I think with the change comes then changing of yeah. experiences. Yeah. Like you you'll have like they'll probably get a fucking like sweet Korean barbecue place real mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't wanna be up around Korean barbecue is fantastic. It is very good. Um But like I'm saying, like I think like, what we're meant to let what we what we're probably left with is that like Pleasantville is now growing to a maybe maybe they're not going to have a hardware store maybe they'll have something a little bit more niche maybe they'll yeah. have something a little bit more like even with the the twin beds they're like oh mm-hmm. now it's a queen size bed well they hinted at the technology changing too right with the, in color the TV, tv yeah yeah so yeah you'll see like you see a little um like the set decoration kind of change a little mm-hmm. bit and yeah it is like like that 50s like uh art deco kind of like everything has soft edges and then yeah. like it will turn into like the 60s kind of like uh psychedelics or whatever right. and like the early 60s like uh polka dots and all that garbage yeah. but like kirby-esque uh yeah stuff and what's interesting is is that it's that's exactly what happened to television mm-hmm. right the shows became more like the last scene of pleasantville right except for not it was, except we didn't see it from the perspective of those characters because right. they're written characters so it's that in itself is like a fun concept because it's something that we see gradually as audiences we experience that we experience things going from like pretty much the same thing WandaVision did like mm-hmm. that timeline yeah of like you know 50s to 60s to 70s to 90s we experience that right because our culture changes mm-hmm. right but the characters they this become well, also Different. that's that's what's great about the end the uh, the ending scene where William H Macy just vanishes. Yeah, away. he gets Thanos snapped away. Um, that guy is gone. He is gone. Yeah, because they said like I there's don't, no place for him in this. Anymore. Yeah, like I don't know what's gonna happen to us now. Like yeah. I don't know, and like and they're not like sad. Right. They're happy. They're smiling. Yeah. So maybe William H Macy fucking just left. Yeah. Like, he I went peace. to Springfield. Yeah, he went to Springfield. Yeah. He, he just got the fuck out. It's like you know what? Maybe I'll open up a. Apparently, he has like a apartment complex or something oh good for him William H. Macy I think he probably charges a shit ton for it yeah we need affordable housing we don't need luxury housing William H. Macy anyway uh, let's not make William H. Macy the enemy here but uh, (laughs) but no I think I think it's interesting I think that's an interesting take if he really does like cease to exist right I think that's oh wow that would be you know because there's just no place for him anymore because he's almost not a representation but um, he's like a loose end I don't I don't think that would be I don't think that's a good idea. It doesn't because, like, why would Big Bob still be around? Oh, there's a place for Big Bob in this new world. As a as a villain, no. Nah, because a, I mean, he fucking. Run, I mean, he ran out of that court and never seen. But we never saw him again. So maybe he sees but like, too. But that's also then like cherry picking like mm-hmm. success. And it's also know? exactly what they were worried about, right? Is that we will cease to exist if if this change takes place, right? So I hope that's not what happened. It's interesting if that is what happened, well, but I think that the box changes office the message. would say otherwise. Yeah, the box office would say the Pleasantville ceased to exist. <laughs> uh, it made sixty. It was made for. Sorry, I had the numbers. It was made for sixty million dollars, mm. and it opened at eight point eight million dollars and grossed worldwide 
$49.8 million. That's what's known as a... Flop. Bomb. Yeah, right. Uh, Not just I think, a flop. I think it probably got a little bit... I think it was tough to sell. It's probably a tough movie to sell, mm. especially at that time in 1998 where you got, like, changing of technologies and everything like that, and then you're like, oh, this simple thing of, like, yeah. oh, black and white to color. Well, that it's simple, but... A lot of really beautiful sh- uh, oh, yeah, uh, imagery in this. We never really talked that about we didn't really even it. It's get to 51 talk minutes about. in, and we never yeah, talked about the imagery. Yeah, I mean, just certain shots of, like, uh, Margaret with her umbrella, yeah. and the, the burning tree, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the, courthouse. Court, the yeah. courthouse, yeah. right? Which, again, they're, they're kind of, like, pushing that, like, colored... Uh, uh, nat- yeah, like I know it is. It is there. very *Tequila Mockingbird*. Right, but yeah. aesthetically, it looked very nice. Yeah, like and the the when they drive into oh, uh, yeah. uh, *Lovers Lane*. Yeah, which got named the Boneyard or the yeah. rail. <laughs> 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 the kids out there just flexing. Yeah, <laughs> but like yeah, it's like it's very like kind of they start off in a black and they're all black and white, and then like the the the, the willows kind of like start the shedding or whatever they molting whatever trees do. Yeah, and then it's this beautiful like pink thing, and then it kind of opens up into this big green field. It's like, oh wow, that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. especially when you think of like what Lovers Lane was before. They didn't even show it; it was just the rows of cars. Right, it's just rows of cars, and you see a lake. It's, it's almost like... like Lovers Lake actually itself um, filled in, right? As like people's love and, and passion sort it, of exactly de- manifested itself. Everything had its like moment, like yeah. even the car in front of. Uh, the green car. The green car. Like, yeah. It's a flashier car than a sedan or anything. It's right. a smaller, compact, kind of like a sports car. Yeah. So it's like people are noticing it now. Right, right, right. Fucking movie's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. It's pretty good. But um, I will say, though, it's not perfect. No, it's not. So let's give it a grade. Because at the end of the day, and you could say that this was a... Uh, you could say that this was a failing, or you could say that it was intentional. It's interesting. But at the end, you know, Pleasantville, there. Some things have changed, but it's still very much the same. Right. There's just a new status quo, you know. People... Yeah, it's it's going into the uh, infinite beyond with screaming and instead of just closing your eyes. I don't know. Oof, wow, I know. that was way darker than I was thinking. I was just thinking that, <laughs> like, yes, they fuck now, but at the end of the day, there are no social issues. There are no like problems in this town. Right. There are no. You know, real like fractures. If this in their if this is how they act because people got like a red skirt, yeah, then they are not prepared for the right. next thing. Well, and it also kind of shows because no matter what the times are, even though like the timing is different now, right. television and sitcoms are still like an escapist, idealistic yeah. depiction of a society that doesn't really work no. or that doesn't really exist. Yeah, like you know, Friends. Like, yeah, that doesn't exactly. Ex- that like doesn't Friends, work. Modern Family, like um, even like Seinfeld. Like there's like a status quo there. We're like, yeah, they have their little problems, right? But like the big problems, don't worry about. Yeah, the big problems they don't really talk about. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, and to go even like deeper in here, stay with me here if you if 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 you don't mind. Um, that's kind of a white thing. Yeah, black shows went into shit. Oh yeah, family you matters. Know, family matters. Fresh Prince, yeah. Fresh Prince. Will got shot. You know, Carlton. Like, that's right. You know, Carlton bought a gun, man. Fucking uh, Eddie Winslow got her. Got Eddie harassed. Winslow got yeah. He got harassed by two cops. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, 
fucking the Jeffersons. I know they, they've dealt with some shit, but I can't really recall too much of the Jeffersons. It was way before me. Yeah, even uh, like even now, like Blackish touches on things Black-ish that on some shows don't touch on. Um, the Modern Family doesn't touch on. Modern Family won't even go near. Right. Modern Family had two like predominantly gay couple that never really kissed on screen too yeah. much. It took lots of complaining from their fans right. to be like, look, like this is at this point, it's been four seasons. <laughs> These guys uh, clearly love each other. And and all the straight characters kiss. You have Sofia Vergara kiss. Yeah. Uh, How at, dare you? Yeah. The caucasity. The caucasity. And you're not going to let these two men kiss? Right. So that that's the only... It was actually... It was after like four seasons of fan like... Yeah. Like... Um, Complaining that they did let Cam and, and, yeah. I mean, and Mitchell is, kiss. I mean, look at Disney with their bullshit. And, yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. It, it is but, like, it is funny. Like, you do look at, like, how uh, more black centered sitcoms or anything do will, like, it's not like a special episode where they're like spring women. It's like, oh, you know, like, oh, little Timmy got drunk with Lassie. It's like, right. No. no. It's like, this is like the third episode yeah, of this fucking like, season. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like Whoa. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like Eddie got fucking profiled, yeah. man. It's yeah. like <laughs> they got Steve drunk and he almost died. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's yo, like they, they, they talk about Will's father abandoning him. Yeah, dude. Like, Why you don't want me, man? Yo, like it. This is real shit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, shows like Pleasantville, even though it changes, the aesthetic changes with the times, the customs change, it still won't depict the hard issues, and so it maintains this false. Pleasantville, hmm. and for people that are disenfranchised, that you know, if you make a show for black people, you can't have this idealistic world because they're not a part of it. Right. They, so you have to show the realness. No, yeah. There, uh, I don't know if there, there's a. I know a video like I, I guess got picked up in the algorithm a little while ago, like Will Smith talking about um, uh, one scene he did with the, the Uncle Phil mm. in, uh, in the Fresh Prince, where he like improvised playing the piano. Oh yeah, that was like the first episode, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's like yeah, it yeah. was after a speech of like Uncle Phil's just gonna give up on him, right? And then he plays his piano. It's like in like it was improvised, but like it showed that like Will still had something to offer, and yeah. Uncle Phil realized like like you don't get that, like, nah. you know, because those problems of yeah. like give it of like you know a lost cause in your in your community and like, right. And holding on to potential on a kid, even though everyone else has given up on them, that's something that's very that's you know again it's not unique, but it's you see it way more often in disenfranchised communities. Yeah. And it's not like, and I'm not gonna be like, oh, you know, white people too, but you know, white people, white people. have that shit happen, but yeah. they n- ignore it to the right. fucking ends of the earth. Right, because it's, you know, you think, it, it, it breaks that mold. Breaks the mold. It breaks the mold. And that's what we did here. So let's give it a grade. Yes. <laughs> we, that's the shoot. Guys, sorry. I just had we, I know I got lost in that, but it was a no. it was a point that I feel like I would have like kicked myself for like I said, include. Look, like I said before, yeah. you wouldn't have got that shit in a Truman show episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were right to you were right to you made a good choice. Yeah. Yes. So, guys, that's the shoot. Bang bang. Uh, no, it's not. Oh. We didn't grade it. You're so right. Um, yeah, yeah. Holster those guys for a second. Um, I don't know. I, I'm. Thinking, they did take away that law in New York State. I can't. That's really. true. You don't have to. You can't. You don't have to conceal those, baby. Leave those on the yeah, table. Yeah. Let them. <laughs> um, well. I do like some things about it from a technical standpoint, from you know a general like artistic standpoint. Joan Allen, Jeff Daniels, William H Macy, absolutely. 
killed it. Mm-hmm. Joan Allen, every time she was on the scene, she made me feel. Right. You know, um, which is exactly what an actor is supposed to do. But I will say that some of their, of course, the, the it's one of those movies where, like, the more you think about it, the worse it gets as far as, again, the internal logic of what's happening. Right. And, and, uh, and some of the, I guess, themes and motifs and allegories that they were going for kind of fell flat. Also, Reese Witherspoon stays in a different universe at the end of the movie, and no one questions it. Well, if you think about it, she, they spent, like, what, maybe two, three weeks in that town, and it was an hour? An hour. So she could really, like, go th- go to college She's going to live a whole life. As if those credits are transferable. Right. You know, like, and then, it's like, like she'll still be a burnout when she comes out. Springfield Universe, no, yeah, now they're crazy. Yeah. Now they're all insane. Yeah. It's like, there's a gas leak in that house or some shit. Though it's wild, yeah, she'll come back and, like, he'll be fucking enlightened and she'll be brilliant from all the reading she's doing. After, like, that whole thing, he's like, I don't want to watch Pleasantville anymore. Yeah, so she's trapped. So he's gonna see because he's gonna see it now. Right. You know he's gonna see Margaret move on to someone else. Oh no, yeah. I would fucking stay in Pleasantville. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it, right? Fuck it. But at the end of the day, though, his whole thing was he when he when he started the movie, he went to Pleasantville because he was too afraid to embrace like the world around him, and would have been nice to see him struggle in the world around him. I know. There we go. I know. It would have been nice, and that's one of the problems I have with the movie. So I'm gonna give this. I'm between a six and a seven. I'm in the same place. I'm in a six and a half. There we go. Six yep. and a half. Six and a half. I liked I mean, it a lot. It definitely, you know, spurs some nice conversation, yeah. but, you know. It is on Hulu. Yeah. Um, it is... I a, think it's on HBO as well. HBO Max, I believe, too. Yeah. Uh, it is a good two-hour and five-minute movie to mm-hmm. just kind of watch. Uh, yeah. And if you want to see some really kind of cool effects, if that's to your interest, or if you want to see some really, like whitewashing segregation yeah if that's if you're in the mood for some soft like soft uh, racial uh, issues soft apologies yeah very soft uh there there you go so that is the shoot bang bang there it is there it is um guys thank you so much for for listening it's a long episode i'm sorry we we ranted on some parts but thank you so much for sitting through it i like how you said it's a long episode where it's like an average what we've done (laughs) like an hour i feel like we've been shorter the the past few times because the thing is like when there's movies that we like i said like i said before we started recording like movies like marvel movies there's really nothing to talk about Mm -hmm. but like movies like this where you can find stuff yeah like I'll be surprised if like Thor is like anything more than just a Thor movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Jojo Rabbit, I'll talk all day about that shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yes. But and you know where you can find it for us to talk about well, it on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod on Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast Movie Mayhem Podcast at Gmail dot com and Movie Mayhem Podcast on Letterbox. Yes. Uh, I just did a Elvis review. Ooh. Um, you guys don't have to see it. <laughs> um, unless you unless you love cocaine energy and a possible incestual relationship. It's up to you. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. Yes. Um, there were also yeah, some stuff going on in, in this one too. Like this I mean, yeah, it, it did it did kind of come off that Toby was crushing on Joan Allen. We all were, but yeah. that's not his real mom, so we'll let it pass. Also, did they see Bud or did they see Toby? I think they, well, once they he changed joined, the pictures. it's always been Toby. They changed the pictures, yeah, that's right. It was that's always right. Toby. I was going to say, because like, that guy was doing work for Bud. Yeah. Like, Bud should give him some Bud, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, but like, once he leaves, I wonder if like default Bud takes back over. or I don't know. Yeah, but I mean. there's no Bud anymore. Because Jennifer, like, Reese Witherspoon's still there, so she's still married. So what happens? Yeah. See, that's what, you'd, like, yeah, the universe just kind that's of, where un- kind of unravels. unravels. Right. They should have, they should have, like, 
swap like Bud and Mary Sue go to the nineties. Yeah, yeah, sure. They should, yeah, they Unpleasantville. The, they go to Springfield and then they're just like they, they just come get... through in yellow cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> they go, they go to the real world and they just get their asses kicked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's going on with that? Look at this guy's sweater vest. Just beat the shit, beat out, the of shit him. out of him. Yeah, and he gets a, he ends up looking like Malibu's most wanted by the yeah. end. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, Elvis was fine. It it had the audacity of being okay. Mm. It should have been either wildly funny. Or wildly terrible. Yeah. And if you want to see Tom Hanks acting the same makeup Colin Farrell did for the for the Batman, this is the movie for you. <laughs> also, Sing Two is on Netflix now. I played it all day at work. How is for it? the kids? If you like Sing One, you like Sing Two. I don't. I don't think I've sang either times. <laughs> you haven't sang one. I haven't sang one. Um, they. I've, I like the music selection. Okay. The movie starts off with "Let's Get Crazy." Uh, the Prince song? Really? Yeah. And That's the hot... Yellow Brick Road. Wow. They throw a Cardi B song in there. How big was this budget? Dude, it stars Prince... like Taron Edgerton, Scarlett Johansson, like Reese Witherspoon's in it. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and, and the first thing, I only saw like the last half hour, hour of it. Right. But had some really cool things going on. It's a good kids movie. And the animation's good. Okay. The music's good. Taron Edgerton plays a gorilla that sings Elton John songs. Actually, wow. Yeah, they should just give him the Oscar. That's all you need. Yeah, they right. Yeah, stop. they really fucked him up. Fucked I feel so bad that yeah. he didn't win shit for that. Yeah, oh but fucking God. Rami Malek won. Get the fuck out of here for Bohemian Rhapsody. Come on. Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, I've seen a Queen music video. No, it's not. <laughs> it's worse. Oof. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I guess that's that's it. That's where we'll. That's where that's we'll where drop it. Yikes! <laughs> taking Rami Malek to fucking. What are we doing, test. Harry Potter? 